Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 170, Letting Past Wisdom Guide Us in 2022. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host... Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. I hope you're enjoying your holidays and are looking forward to our new year, 2022. I'll be talking a little bit more about the numerology of that next time. But now we have an action-packed podcast. The last podcast, just before Christmas, I was going to put some of this information into that podcast, but then decided to quieten down and just talk about kindness. I hope you've enjoyed the kindness of this holiday Christmas season. But now, let's step up a notch. Are you ready to go? So, what's happening in the skies now and what's going to happen in the skies in 2022? I have lots of notes here because I want to give you some key dates for 2022 to watch out for. And even though it looks as if it could be a quieter year in the skies, I think that the energy that we're taking from the end of 2021 is going to ramp up. What do I mean? I'm going to let you know in a little while. So what's going on at the moment? Well, we have Venus in Capricorn still retrograde until the end of January. And as I mentioned before, Venus in Capricorn is really saying, am I living from integrity? Am I living by natural order? Venus Capricorn loves order, structure. Maybe you are looking around your house while you're having some time out and tidying things up or saying we need to move these these papers out of our living room, or maybe we need to reorganize something. Maybe you're reorganizing yourself, and writing lists of what you want to do, because Capricorn loves lists. But I think at a deeper level for us as humanity, as a species, we are saying we no longer will go along with those who don't follow the natural laws, don't live by integrity, and who do not align to our way of thinking. Now, again, what my way of thinking may be may be different to you. But all year I've spoken about resonance. What resonates with you? What resonates with you if you go into nature? What resonates with you if you are working with the elements? Follow your own inner vibration. Follow your heart. Follow what feels right to you. What am I going to allow into my life in 2022? What am I going to say no to in my life in 2022? Remember, that's very much about having a healthy immune system. So we still have that energy working through. And then we have some movement that starts to happen in January. And at the very beginning of that, on January the 2nd, Venus in Capricorn goes over the place where Saturn and Pluto met each other in January 2020. My goodness, doesn't that seem a long time ago? So here we have a sort of echoing 
of what was going on in your life in January 2020? Did you even know what was about to hit us? Now, clearly, the powers that be did because they called COVID COVID-19, not COVID-20. I always think that's quite amusing. Well, if amusing is the right word, but most of us were only vaguely aware of something happening over in China in January of 2020. And then everything came forward, certainly by March. And so what did the Saturn-Pluto conjunction mean in Capricorn? That meant that we were entering a time of both transformation, breakdown of old structures, and I think coming back into alignment with who we are as spiritual human beings. And we're going to do that not just by saying, whoopee, I'm about becoming a spiritual human being, but sometimes Saturn will say, I'm going to squeeze you. I'm going to limit you. I'm going to make you feel limited to the point that sometimes it's that limitedness that we feel that we say, I need to break free. I need to be myself. I'm ready. Isn't that true? So wherever Saturn is in our chart is also directing us to where do I feel limited, but also what am I here to learn and what am I here to teach? There we are. <laughs> That's Saturn. So what have we learned? And what have we tried to teach other people based on what we've learned from our own limitations? And I think there's been a lot that we've all learned individually and collectively. What have we seen happen? What have we now no longer wanting to accept as the normal? Saturn often is about the structure by which we live in. And as I keep repeating myself, Capricorn is all about institutions, politics, medicine, science, finance, many different institutions, law. And over this period of time, we've seen huge shifts in the authority we gave to those structures. Authority, Saturn, Pluto is those sort of transforming that authority, taking back that authority. So that's really what's happening at the very beginning of January. But I think it's also allowing us to look back and say, OK, what do we now know about COVID? What do we now know about this virus? What do we, where are we now compared with where we were even a year ago, let alone two years ago? And throughout my podcast, I have attempted to not just look at the negative, of which there's plenty, but also to give guidance as to how we can enhance our immune system, how we can enhance our mental state, our, our spiritual connection through reconnecting and, and re, uh, refreshing the energy of our silver thread, through which goes through our crown chakra. So there's been various ways I've brought forward not only the fact that I see issues occurring because of COVID and because of the vaccine, but I've tried to say, well, let's not just look at what's wrong. Let's see how we can work with this. When I spoke about seeds of hope, I hope that you experience what I was trying to say here is that not only do we need to germinate our own inner seeds, but we need to not cause damage to the seeds that are our children. Because one of the things that we know about COVID as it was, as it is, is that children had a, a good immunity against COVID. There were very few deaths from pure COVID. Most of the children who unfortunately died had 
pre-existing conditions and that children did not transmit COVID to adults. And so what we have heard said about preventing children dying, preventing them getting sick has, has not been true. And so our children now need to be protected from misinformation, let's call it that way. But beyond that, what else do we know? Well, I have listened to so much of this and I've learned so much. Again, I'm always wanting to learn, I'm curious. And I love some of the doctors who I really admire. And I, I really, I'm not just going to even name them, but they have such authority, they have such interest, and they are true scientists. Because the word scientist means to explore, to not necessarily say, I have knowledge, you need to follow me, but always be saying, what don't I know? What do I need to explore deeper? And one of my favorites is Dr. Bhakti, and I will say that because he is a pure immunologist. He teaches immunology, and I think he teaches it extremely well. And I was listening to him recently. He's talking about what we do know about pure COVID, and now they call it the respiratory illness compared with the, 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 the vascular illness that we all know is also uh, appearing because of toxicity of the spike protein itself. But the pure virus, which is is just the virus that we relate to the common cold or a coronavirus is a respiratory problem. The spike part of it, the spike protein that everybody seems to be able to see and you know, we see all the images of it, that was really just the way in which the virus hooked into the body. It wasn't necessarily the virus itself. Does that make sense? It was the, it was the key. But the virus itself, just on its own, is purely respiratory. And what we've now found that the spike protein itself is toxic. Okay, so I'll put that to one side. If we just look at the respiratory virus, the only way that gets into our system is through our nose, through our mouth, through our lung mucosa, just like any cold. And so what he speaks about, and, I, and Peter McCulloch speaks about this, Dr. Peter McCulloch, is that it actually, to keep our noses, our lungs, our mouths clear is really the energy of this. And the, the masks don't do it. The masks, in fact, increase the problem. We gather bacteria and fungi in within the mask. But what Dr. Bakri speaks about is that if we know that this pure cold coronavirus goes in through the lungs, the one antibody that we should be measuring is IgA. IgEA is a antibody immunoglobulin that is particularly found in that mucosa and doesn't have a detrimental effect on the rest of the body's immunity. It just says, hey, I see a cold, I see a respiratory virus, and I will deal with it. And so as he wisely says, by putting an injection into your arm, into, into the muscle of your arm, and then letting that go into the lymph nodes, letting that go into the bloodstream, creating what we call immunoglobulin G, not A, that runs around the bloodstream, has very little effect on the actual place where the respiratory virus enters, which is in the lungs. That makes sense? So IgG runs around the bloodstream, runs around the lymph, but probably never gets to the mucosa of the lungs, which is where the problem is. 
And I can only imagine that those who created the vaccine knew this. And so if we say oh, I'm going to measure my antibody levels, it has very little relevance to what actually you need to be measuring, which is the IgA levels within the mucosa of the lungs. I'm not asking you to go out and do that, but it seems sensible to me. And then, as Peter McCulloch says, this is a disease of the nose, as I say, of the throat, of the lungs. And therefore, it is not a disease of the hands. You, it literally cannot enter in through the pores of your skin. It can't enter in by touching something. And again, that was something that we were all told, oh, you've got to wipe down all the surfaces. We don't catch it. Literally, the virus cannot enter in through your skin. Just as I remember the days when people would say, oh, well, I could catch AIDS if I sit on the same toilet as someone with AIDS. No, you can't. The AIDS virus can only enter in through the semen or through the blood. You see, that's what we have to understand. And so the most important areas that we need to make sure that we understand is, is the nose and the, th and the throat and the lungs. But if we keep breathing in and out the same air through a mask, we're literally weakening the immune system. So that's one side of this. What else do we know? We know that this Omicron, this new variant, is, is very transmissible and also very uh, able to mutate. But it's very much milder, as you probably are hearing. So far less hospitalizations compared with Delta, far less deaths compared with Delta. And I'm just feeling, and I think many of us are, that this variant, which if you've watched Del Bigtree speak about this, it came out of the blue. It didn't go through all the progressions of the different variants, the, the Lambda, the Delta, the Alpha, whatever. It just came. And so it makes me feel as if somewhere, somehow, we have been introduced to a mutation of the original that may spread much quicker but is much milder and maybe actually resetting everybody's immune system. Even those who are unvaccinated, even those who are vaccinated. It seems to be affecting everybody. And I sense that this could be a gift. Now, I'm happy for me to eat my words if it doesn't happen. But viruses are not always negative. Viruses live within us. We have billions of them in us. Viruses have always been seen to help us to evolve. And they were the natural viruses, not the man-made ones. And I'm suggesting that Omicron may be one that is helping us to evolve, moving from a pandemic to an epidemic moving from a place where you had to hide to maybe this is the herd immunity we need. And I do think that those who are vaccinated who may have a compromised immune system, I'm going to say it because especially every booster we have is actually causing our immune system to be more challenged, not less. Maybe the Omicron is actually helping us to reset and realign our immune system to a more balanced form, back to those natural laws. We will only see what's happening.
but certainly we're seeing that the CDC and others are backing down on what they've said before. You don't need so much incubation time. You don't need to hide away if you've got Omicron for so long because the symptoms show it's not causing people to go to hospital. And now they're saying, well, actually, we don't think the PCR test is very good. Well, we could have told you that probably two years ago. PCR test was never meant to be used in the way it's been used. It can only ever pick up remnants of a virus, pieces of a gene. It doesn't mean you're actually infected. And so we need to be now saying these tests that we've been relying on for safety may not be the ones that we need to be relying on anymore. And certainly the CDC have decided that. Now, just to complete on this before I move on to more astrology, because it's very relevant what I'm about to say, is anybody who's not been paying attention may be surprised to hear that the whole movement throughout the world has been to move towards some form of passport, a pass, a vaccine pass, QR code, digital currencies, a means of defining us all in some way or other, whether we've been vaccinated, whether we've been infected, whether or not we've had our booster, whether or not we're male, female, how much we earn, whether we have a value in this world, whether we're doing the things we've been told to do. Now you might say, oh, Chris, that's, that's just, <laughs> that's not true. Please go and have a look at the Great Reset, at what is expected because this is what we're up against, a redefining of each of us into a category that says this is what this person's value is and this is where we're going to allow them to have freedom or not. I don't want to go along that path much more, but anybody who just thinks that this is all about let's defeat the virus has been missing out on really what's going on. And what we're going to see is increasing numbers of people stepping forward and saying, we want our freedom, we want our, our body autonomy, we want to take care of ourselves, and we want to be accountable, which is very much the key for next year, for 2022. And my final statement around the whole COVID situation is that we need to look at countries who's truly offered first-line treatments, so who offer their citizens therapies that are cheap, reliable, effective, early, and not rely on those who tell us it's only a vaccine or a very expensive drug. We've caused so much damage to those who truly could have been treated much earlier, much more effectively, and we only have to look at countries like Africa and India and Japan who have truly changed their people's prosperity and their health by acting quickly and effectively. Now, having said all of that, I needed to say it because this 2022 is truly wake up, wake up, wake up, continue to wake up, my friends. All these twos, all these twos really signifying coming together bringing us back into those communities that I keep talking about. We are moving forward and it's going to be a rich year, but it's going to be 
It's not going to be a sleeping year. It's not going to be a year where we can say we sit back and just wait for the following year. There's going to be uprisings. There's going to be more and more people saying, I choose not to follow somebody else's dictate. And you may find in your life, once again, as I say, the people you thought were speaking your language no longer do. The people you thought resonated with you don't. But you'll meet new people and you already have. And you'll say, these are the people who I resonate with on my same wavelength. So let's look at the dates here. And I'm looking at my notes so that I don't miss out on anything. First of all, we have Jupiter going into Pisces again, December the 28th, May the 10th. Jupiter has been in Aquarius. I talked about how Jupiter in Aquarius was about opening up to new communities, new ideas. Going into Pisces again is about pleasure and creativity and spirituality and delusion, illusion, addiction. So just be aware of that. But it's very much about, I think I am seeing people not just in a sort of uh, new age spirituality, but really becoming more and more psychically aware, intuitively aware of their own spirit guides, of their own spirituality. And again, this is what this is about. There's no veils there now. The portal of the solstice is still happening. Do you remember I said it went from December the 15th to January the 11th? This huge door is opening. So maybe your dreams are getting wilder, or maybe you can't sleep because of your dreams, or maybe you're feeling more excited, more creative. Maybe you're finding it more difficult to keep your feet on the ground. You're more lightheaded. So please, those nice lead boots, please. Keep your feet down. Take some breaths. Get into nature. Remember, root yourself. And be a little bit aware of not being too close to drugs and drink and anything else that you may be addicted to, because this is quite an addictive time. But when you've got your feet on the ground, it's also a time of tremendous creativity. And I feel that the, the humanity, the compassion, the spirituality is taking on a really new form. Again, not about necessarily a specific religion or a specific way of thinking. No more rules. No more, if, you've got, if you're with me, you've got to follow these rules. That's out the window. This is about real compassion, real unity consciousness. And I think that all of us are looking for that oneness, not one person telling us, but the oneness where there is no separation between us except for our uniqueness. Unity through the acceptance of diversity. So that's happening. And Jupiter will then go into Aries, which is Jupiter in Aries happens every 12 years. So this is about Aries is about innovative ideas, enterprises. It can be about self, you know, so you might find after May the 10th, you're, you've got new ideas and you're saying, I'm willing to do this. It's like the hero I talk about, the stepping up and maybe healing that part of you that's always looked for someone else to help you along the way. So what is it in you that you want to do, which is unique to you? That time, May 10th on to October the 28th, where Jupiter is in Aries. And it will come back again next year or the year after 2023. It also, however, Jupiter and Aries is also, I'm prepared to fight for this. So it could be a beginning, as I say, of, of much more 
warrior nature, hero worship, no, I mean, not hero worship, hero worship of ourselves. You know, what are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to, to put your energy into? So we may see those revelations and that revolution and that rebellion all coming through. And then Jupiter goes back into Pisces, October the 28th to December 22nd. So again, I go back to the spirituality, the compassion. Now, one of the big conjunctions where two planets come together that's going to take place will be Jupiter and Neptune coming together on April the 12th. Now, what can I say? Jupiter is, as I've described, this unity consciousness, this compassion, this excitement, this, this creativity. With Neptune, which is even more so mystical, I don't know, we could see some really interesting mystical experiences, maybe ETs, maybe star people, maybe something's going to happen that will bring humanity together in this way that goes, wow, we are one. And we could see delusion, illusion, holographic delusions, etc. So mark it down in your calendar. Be aware that it's going to happen about a week or two before that date of April the 12th. And let's watch this space. Then what we have is much more of an awareness about water. So just to put that in, so we're very Pisces is watery. I hope that we won't see tsunamis and droughts around April the 12th could do, but be aware that Neptune is about floods, it's about movement of water, Jupiter is an expansion of that. So just be aware that we could also see issues around water coming up at that time. Okay, now going back a little bit to January the 18th, the North Node, which is a, what we call a virtual point of the Moon, goes into Taurus for a couple of years. So the Taurus is the North Node and Scorpio is the South Node. And it, and it feels that what we're going to have is Scorpio is very much about getting involved with everybody's sorrow, being very gloomy, being a bit depressed. Scorpio rules Pluto and we've been talking about Pluto. I have a long time. So Taurus is saying, maybe I'm ready to step out of the gloom and the sorrow. How does that sound? Taurus loves to be generous. It loves nurturing. It loves food. It loves music. It loves dance. It loves nature. Maybe these next couple of years might be times where we actually come together through some of those things that I mentioned. I watch youngsters come together with music. I mean, I've watched in some of their demonstrations, music, song, dance has come together, food, cooking together, eating together, enjoying together and no no longer willing to just stay in the gloom and the fear and the doom and etc i think we're going to see more of that um and i feel that that's a good thing it's like that generosity of heart that coming together so we're going to think less of others <laughs> and think more of ourselves how does that sound Maybe it's time for us to not be always being told, well, think of other people or you could hurt them and say, well, actually, what nurtures me is really going to help everybody else. So I'm going to go along that path. And that will happen way on into 2023. Now, on and now I'm going to look at my note here. So we have also Uranus is going to conjunct this North Node on July the 31st. 
And this period of time, July the 31st, almost all the way through August is going to be a really active time. Because where Uranus is concerned, something sudden can happen, something out of the blue. And so what could happen out of the blue could again be revolution, could be rebellion. It could also uh, be, it, because it's around Taurus, as we've spoken before, it could be volcano, earthquake, etc. But this whole Uranus-Taurus energy, which is around and has been around, and I just wanted to remind you, the last time it was there was in 1935 to 1942. Anybody who understands history knows that was a very important time. So it, Uranus in Taurus is about ownership of land. That's what you know the Second World War was very much about. Let's take over other people's lands. Let's take over other people's prosperity. Let's take over other people's finances. Let's limit their food. Okay, now that's happening, isn't it? We're seeing shortages. We're seeing land being taken. We're seeing our own land, our own bodies being taken over. But I think the revolution that's coming is no more of that. You're not taking over my land. You're not taking over my borders. You're not taking over my food supply. And I feel that this period of time, and as I said, the end of July, August, into August is going to be a very important time there because Mars is also conjunct Uranus on the 1st of, of August. It squares, so then Mars squares Saturn on the 7th, and then Uranus turns on the 24th of August. So all of that period of time, I think we're going you know, just be aware. It's, it's like this, the screw is tightening on people saying we're going to burst free, just like a, a volcano or an earthquake says, I'm bursting free. And as I keep hearing from other astrologers, you can't actually predict what Uranus will do. So Uranus can have a sudden impact. Now, if I take a few steps backwards, I go back to January the 18th, here we are, where Uranus turns direct. It's been retrograde, remember, it's going backwards. So I think between this January 18th period up to that August time, we're going to see again much more disruption, much which can be in both directions. But I see more rebellion, more revolution coming forward, my body, my freedom, whatever. And we're going to see changes. Uranus and Taurus will also bring about changes in finance, food, security, money. I've said that, all those things. What would I suggest? I wouldn't suggest you go and get all your money out and put it under your, under your mattress. What I would say is you start to make preparations for financial changes. Maybe you diversify your income. Maybe you want to look at cryptocurrencies. I know nothing about them, so don't follow me on that one. But I am saying is you might want to have some cash in the house. You might want to have some food in the house. You might want to have some water. Because when Uranus in Taurus starts moving forward again, and as I say, anywhere between that January to the August time, I think we could see stock markets change. We could see stock markets crash in especially technology. We could see money flow being challenged. I, I am not in any way saying go out and panic. 
I'm saying be prepared, just as you would do anyway. What could be disrupted in your life that would take away some of your security, some of your what nurtures you? And how can you ensure that you could actually survive change? Some of you may already have your seeds planted and you may already have a greenhouse or a garden. Whatever works for you to not leave you in fear, friends, but in security and nurturing, what nurtures you? And I think another of the disruptions that could take place is in the idea of a cyber war. So what would happen if, for instance, all those satellites, all that, all of that that we rely on, that digital world, suddenly crashed? No communication, no money to be got out of an ATM machine, no ability to get food. Whatever it is, that could happen, my friends. I hope it doesn't, but I'd be, I'd be failing in my uh, astrology viewpoint to not say that some of that may happen. Maybe something bigger, maybe something smaller, I don't know. But this is the time to be wise, to say, what do I know? What do I even know that went on between 1935 and 1942, that if I had been wise then or if I'd known about this, I could have dealt with it differently. This is the wisdom I'm suggesting. So from, I think, January 18th onwards, certainly through to that August dates I keep giving you, really important. We have the May dates that I mentioned, Jupiter going into Aries. Again, much more people innovative, much more wanting to, to step into their power, but that could lead to more rebellion and more uh, individual activity, let's put it that way. And at the same time, I, we have a, so a lunar eclipse on the 16th of May. Again, I'll be talking about those at another time. I think I've covered everything that I wanted to speak to you about. This is an interesting year. As you've already heard me say, we also have Pluto returning to the place where it was at the time of the birth of America in February. So we're going to see a changing energy around America. What will happen? How will it be transformed? We're part of that transformation, whether you live in America or not. This is an amazing time of transformation, my friends. We have not been here before. We have not faced this before as a humanity. There has never been so much help available to us. If we say, I want to experience my fullness, there's everything in the universe that will help you to do that. So I wish you all the joy and the prosperity and the excitement that 2022 will bring. Be ready for change. Be ready for what we're being offered. Because it is amazing. And we all chose to be here at this time. We chose, we are powerful enough as individuals and as a collective to bring about the changes that are worthy of this beautiful planet Earth. Until next time, see you in 2022 and a happy new year. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.